Just to let you know, we might be using some of our grown-up words on this episode. So if you have any kids or co-workers around, you might want to think about putting them to bed a little early tonight. Wait. Hey, this is Adam. And this is Lisa. And this is Designated Parent. A podcast where we look at children's programming through the lens of adult beverages. Cheers. Cheers. Uh, rosé all day. Rosé all day. That's literally the name of this bottle. It is. It is. And it was for sale at my local Kroger, so I bought three of them. And we'll have them all day. <laughs> we will. <laughs> one day. One day I'm just going to have a three rosé kind of day. I mean, I've already drank one of the rosés, so you can only have a two rosé and you have to start now. Mm. Challenge accepted. Mm-hmm. So, so how's your week going? Better? I mean, okay. I went to work. Mm-hmm. It was fine. Fine-ish? Yeah. I don't know. Uh, I talked to people who weren't who don't live in my house. That's neat. It's very weird. Very, very, very recommend weird. it. It's good. Oh. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, tomorrow is MLK Day, and I didn't realize I had the day off until, like, today. Surprise holiday. <laughs> Surprise holiday, and I was like, oh, well, this is fun and interesting. Yeah. Uh, So I'll be home with our kids, but I decided I'm just going to make a bunch of mac and cheese and just, like, drive it around to people. Sounds great. Because this is how I cope with the world, because I just, like... Dispense Everything is on fire, but can I make you some mac and cheese? And... People are never like, nah, bitch, (laughs) I don't want your mac and cheese. Because you know what? My mac and cheese is fucking amazing. I mean, we've sorted out the vegans and the lactose intolerant. Right, 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 right. But like, we have other meals for them that we give them calls for. Yes, yes. Like, I have been working on, um, I have a go-to for every kind of diet. Yes. So if you are like, gluten-free, dairy-free, like, you're getting chicken fajitas, or buffalo chicken dip. If you are uh, like vegetarian but not vegan, like my mac and cheese is great. Mm-hmm. It's so great. Um, if you're pure vegan, we're still working on you. I have a really good um, korma recipe. It's a chickpea and carrot korma. Mm. And it's delicious. Um, and it can be served with rice. And if you are uh gluten-free it can be served with cauliflower rice does rice have gluten uh it can't it usually doesn't but like i was thinking that was a wheat thing but yes it is wheat wheat and barley and oats i think all have gluten okay but rice does not even though it is glutinous it's gluey yeah it's sticky (laughs) but uh yeah i have a i have a really delicious um and then i also have a like Black bean corn tamale pie. Okay. Which, if you are vegan, I can also make you. That's good. Yeah. yeah. My week, uh, relatively unremarkable, but today we went to a park and met up with, like, another family in the mm-hmm. outdoors. Uh, spoiler, it was snowing. Like, it's, like, 30 <laughs> degrees out there. And so we let our kids play with this other family who, like, all have kids the, like, around the around same the age, same age mm-hmm. that our kids get along with. They all just, like, went and played for, like, two hours in the cold, and we're like, this is amazing, because our kids, you know, after being locked inside for a weekend or whatever, because it's kind of crows out there. And school shut down. And school shut down on Friday, 
So like we're like three days into this um, kind of. And we had only had like we'd only been out for like three days, right? Because we were quarantined. Oh yeah. And then so like then we were like out for four days, and then like school shut down. So like my kids had just started to get back at it, back into like not only hanging out with people in our family. And so, um, so we met up with them. And the funny thing is, like, my kids are all hanging out together with these other kids. And suddenly, like, they're all talking to each other and having fun and, like, not wanting to kill each other. Right, not being complete assholes all the time. Right. It was pretty, <laughs> pretty awesome. Pretty magical. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how that happened, so. Well, just the addition of like one person who's not related to you who doesn't live in your house. Yeah, it just just diffuses the whole situation. So it, does. it was fun. Um, but they were outside in the cold for like two hours. We brought them in, we fed them, and now they're like dead. Like, right. Also, they ate so much at dinner. Yes, they did. <laughs> like, all of them were at their peak. I was like, "Oh, you need more food," and they're like, "Yeah." And I was yeah, like, more food, "Well, I mean, we have more food. Like, you're not going to go hungry, but like." We might need to pivot into, like, something that was not served at dinner. <laughs> yeah, like, we might need to go down, like, go get one of those frozen bags of vegetables and throw in the microwave mm-hmm. for five minutes and we'll split that. I'm not hungry anymore. That's what I thought would happen. Right, right. Yeah, if I have uh, pancakes, a.k.a. syrup sponges, <laughs> um, I can keep eating. Right, right. But if I have the vegetables, then, like, actually, I'm fine. I don't need food. <laughs> That's how kids work, in, in case you run aware. Mm-hmm. So... But we also watched a movie tonight. We did. We did. We did. Um, I'm going to say I enjoyed this movie. Yes. Yes. We watched. We we do. For how um, much we are like, what the fuck is this? Yeah. We do enjoy watching these movies. Like, this is not a real Mm -hmm. burden for us most of the time, dear listeners. Although occasionally it is. I'm looking at you, Jingle, all the way to. Zoom the movie. Oh my gosh. So terrible. <laughs> so terrible. <laughs> it is not Tim Allen's best work, and that says volumes. It says so much. Um, okay, occasionally it is it is a struggle, but most of the time we really do enjoy these movies, and we pick them apart because it's just fun. Yeah, yeah. It's just fun to shit on movies, but... But today, we watched Encanto. Oh, man. It is pretty. It's be- beautifully done. Beautiful beautifully done. done. And the music is so fucking catchy. Yes. I I blame Lin-Manuel Miranda. <laughs> Lin-Manuel Miranda, this is entirely your fault. It is, if you're listening. You write entirely too catchy of the songs. I demand you stop. Your 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 rhyming schemes are just way too way too intricate. Mm-hmm. Uh you sneak in way too many references to 90s alternative bands. <laughs> Random pop culture references. Yeah, we're like, wait, this yeah, we'll get there. But like, it is amazing, and he he does such a great job. Um, one thing I noticed there's uh there's a quintet in this. Mm-hmm. Um, where, in the in the we don't talk about Bruno. Yeah, there's like, yeah, there's all these different people singing their parts, and then when they all build together to the crescendo of the song, they're singing them over each other and in harmony, and you're just like, wait, what? What is happening? Like. You, you sir, same, have watched too much um, West Side Story, right? Right. At the same time, I feel like you could play me like seven bars of music, and more than fifty-fifty, I can tell you if it was written by Lin Manuel Miranda. Like, yeah, he has a real vibe. 
Yeah. I don't know if he just, like, likes all of the same chords. Like, I'm not musically in-tuned in enough to know that, like, you know what? He just loves an A7 so, diminished fifth, and he puts it in every fucking thing. So a little bit of how do you, <laughs> why do I like this? Yes. Which is a podcast you should look up, which is defunct now, but it but it, But it's brilliant, and, like, still pay them and look it up. Yeah. Um, one of the things about him, and you can figure it out even going back to um, his, his immortal classics, um, Silent E is a Ninja. Silent E is a Ninja is fucking lit. And ha Hard and Soft G. <laughs> Hard and Soft G may be slightly problematic, but it's great. Um, but even if you if you go back and you listen to those songs, even back then, um, there's a lot of internal uh, rhyming and structure mm -hmm. that... It's tight. Like, it's real. I do appreciate a very tight rhyme scheme. Like, yeah. in general, if someone can rhyme the entire phrase mm -hmm. and not just the end of the word, I'm just like, oh, I like that. I like that turn of phrase. Well, and he'll do things where there's multiple rhymes within the same line. So, like, it's not just like an A, B, A, B rhyme. It's like an A, sub A, B, sub B like a sub a b sub b again mm -hmm. where like things it's like a braid yeah it, it it's comes like in and it's out. like a braid and not a loop exactly and he he is very good at that and just makes it really tight and also he's very playful with his lyrics like i said there's a lot of times where you you listen and you go wait did he just use truly madly deeply as three words thrown into a movie or into a song while a girl's making a literal, literal savage, savage garden. garden yes he did yeah he did and like that meta level of joke <laughs> you're just like wow right right uh early odds me it says thanks yeah well and like it did if you don't get the reference or the joke or the it doesn't stick out like that it's not like Look at me, I'm a joke. Right, it's not like a cameo where right. you're like, I knew I was supposed to know who this person was based on how long the camera stayed on their face and how unimportant the words came out of their mouth were. Yeah, their presence was the thing I was supposed to notice. Right. Um, and I've definitely felt that like in Marvel movies where I was like, I knew I was supposed to know who all these motherfuckers were. That's Stan Lee, Lisa. Uh, I know who Stan Lee <laughs> is slash was. <laughs> but... Everybody else, I was like, oh, I definitely was supposed to know who all of these motherfuckers were. Yeah, like that time I had to go on like a 10 minute tirade about who the fuck Adam Warlock is. <laughs> I still don't know who that is. Who is that? Um, it was in Guardians of the Galaxy 2. The people with the gold paint um, had the like pod and they made a reference to somebody coming out of it. Yeah, it's a whole thing. I don't remember any of this movie. I saw it. Uh, I remember, like, Baby Dancing Groot, and then, like, nothing else. Yeah, it's, uh, Kurt Russell. And Kurt Russell. Okay. Kurt, Kurt Russell's Kurt beard. Russell. Kurt Russell's beard. Kurt Russell's beard is great. He did a good, he did a good job. job. He did yeah. a good job. With his beard. <laughs> He's a beard actor. I mean. Name a movie with Kurt Russell with a giant beard that isn't fantastic. I mean, I don't know. Uh, also, his son, uh, had has yeah. a tiny chin and i was like oh maybe that's why kurt russell like went real hard into the beard yeah I think. uh it's because his son who is who is very attractive yeah uh, has like a real pointy a pointy chin yeah 
which means he doesn't make a great Captain America, which is, I think, the point. Which is, yeah, the point. Uh, I was like, that is like the best chin casting I've seen in some time. <laughs> well, and it's, it's like, he's a very attractive man. Sure. If you see his whole face. Yeah. But if you cover up the top half of his face, all you see is his, like, very pointy chin. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I never thought of myself as being attracted to someone's chin, but, like, this is not doing it for me. So my dimpled chin, is that what, <laughs> one of the things? I mean, I'm not saying it wasn't one are, of the are, things. Do you regret that I now grow the beard? No, I love it? the beard. Keep the beard. It's a good thing. Uh, I'm pro-beard. Mm-hmm. Always. Not like uh, pro-reaching out and choking you in your sleep beard, but, <laughs> no, like, there's a no. middle ground. Um, I started dating pretty late in life, so, like, my very first boyfriend had a beard. And mm-hmm. so, like, uh... She was 13. I'm I'm pro... Uh, no. <laughs> no. No, 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 wow. no. Gross. No, thank you. Um, but, yeah. Yeah, like, I've only dated men with beards. I, I did have a full beard when we started dating. I had a soul patch, which, again, <laughs> it was the early aughts. One of our kids called it your weird, like, lip beard. What? what what's your under-lip your t- beard? Your tiny lip beard? What's your tiny lip beard called? It's like, what? Like what? This? That I've, like, touched it? Yeah, yeah. It's a called a soul, soul patch. patch. And they're like, I'm calling it tiny lip beard. <laughs> <laughs> That's a stupid name for it. Oh, tiny, tiny lip beard. There you go. Or, no, tiny lip mustache. Tiny lip mustache. That's what it was. Tiny lip mustache. <laughs> tiny lip mustache. I was just like, what? I... It's a chin mustache. It's like a tiny lip chin mustache. Yes. That is what Under I'm... lip chin mustache? I don't know. There were a lot of words getting flown around. <laughs> Not, like, none of them were. were so patch. <laughs> none of them were so patch, and none of them were like. In a positive light. <laughs> no, it was definitely not flattery. Why do you have that? I'm like, because it's part of the package. It's, it's part of where my hair grows. <laughs> where it is. I don't know. I'm just going to shave one day and show up and they'll be like, ah, who is this man? Am I getting uh, in that car? Truly, my dad had a mustache my whole life. And one mm. time when I was very small, he shaved it. And I was like, not okay. Like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't give him a hug. Like, I was like, you are a stranger in my house. <laughs> yep. Get the fuck out. Uh, mm-hmm. So, you know, our kids are older now. I'm sure they would recognize your face without a they beard. Would give, they would give you such shit, though. <laughs> but they would. They would give you shit about it. So. Anyway, today we watched a movie. We did watch a movie. So, uh, this movie starts with um, a little curly uh, Colombian girl. Mm-hmm. When her grandma. And the girl wants to know, Grandma, where does our magic come from? Which is a great moment of world building because, like, first off, it's like, oh, we're a magic movie. Right. Right. Okay. We, are, we are a magical family. If you didn't get it from the name Encanto. Right. Which means enchanted. Enchanted. Um, then here we go. And so the story is that the grandma and her husband, Pedro, mm-hmm. were escaping something. Something. It was very vague. It's left very vague for this very young child. Yeah. She's... Seven, eight, yeah. maybe? Yeah. So, yeah, you don't get into all the details. They were escaping, and um, at the last minute when they thought they were going to get away... Pedro was lost. Yeah, Pedro was lost. And through the flashbacks we were kind of seeing, you could tell, like, he was captured or killed or whatever. Or he by... drowned in the river or something. Something it, well, happened. Well, there were men coming on horses towards mm-hmm. them. I don't know if you saw that in the beginning part. You do just, just a flash of it, and, like, it kind of fades out, and then mm-hmm. you see the candle light. And the thing is, the magic 
from that moment. So in her utter despair. Yeah. And thinking that all was lost. Yeah. This this miracle came upon her. And it was this candle lighting, and then these mountains grow around them, and then, like, this house springs up mm-hmm. that she can live in. And I think by extension the village comes into. I, yeah, I think the house, and then, like, it allows the village to grow. Yeah, yeah. Maybe a little slowly over time. Yeah, but everybody is shelter, everybody is safe. And there's this encanto, this enchanted place, um, where they can they can be safe. Mm-hmm. And what it is is every um, everyone gets a special gift. Right. So all of her children, mm-hmm. when they came of age, her children are triplets. Right. Um, were given a special gift, and then in time, as their children grew, uh, they were also given a special gift. And today is. Uh, mm. What's her name? Um, uh, I wrote, wrote it down. <laughs> it's only the main person in this whole damn movie. Maribel. 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 Yeah, Maribel. And today is Maribel's day. To go get her gift. Mm-hmm. So make her family proud. Let's do this. Right. And that scene kind of comes up on Kanto, you know, the title of the movie, and we jump. We jump, yeah, at least 10 years. At least 10 years. So now we've got older Maribel getting ready mm-hmm. in her room. She still wears the same green glasses, the green round glasses. She's a very consistent style. Yeah. She has the same haircut. Mm-hmm. Um, nice curly kind of right. short. Right. She's like a curly short hair. She wears like a peasant blouse and a a skirt that has lots of like beautiful the... embroidery. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. And the same green glasses. And she's like, ah, today's the day. And she's like running out. Yeah. It's... And the kids of the village are like, hey, what's going on? And she's like, oh, well, let me sing you a song about what's going let on. Let me sing you a song about my family. And so it's all about, um, first off, her mother, mm-hmm. um, who's like magical powers. She can bake food that heals people. Yes. Her tia, her aunt, who can make weather. Mm-hmm. Controls the weather with controls her. Controls the weather with her. Like emotional well-being. Yep. And then their brother Bruno, we don't talk about Bruno. Right, we don't talk about Bruno. And he's like, uh, they say he saw the future, and one day he disappeared. Yeah, so that's that's Bruno. And then she's got two sisters. She's got two sisters, Isabel and Luisa. Luisa is super strong. Mm-hmm. And Isabel is beautiful and can make flowers bloom. And she's perfect. And she's perfect. Yep. She's the perfect golden child. And we've got some cousins. One is Dolores. Dolores can hear uh, like a pin drop. <laughs> she can, uh, yeah, she can hear everything that's going on. How exhausting. Um, and then her brother. Camillo. Camillo. He can um, shapeshift into any person. Yeah. I, sh- I don't ever see him shapeshift into an animal, which is interesting. But he can shapeshift in any person. Yeah, it looks like. And also, it's important to note when he shapeshifts, like, even his clothing changes. Yes. Yes. So he, like, really, like, becomes that person. Mm-hmm. And everybody wears the same clothes every time you see them in this movie. I mean, that's a real movie trope. Like, where you're like, uh, did you ever watch Doug? Yeah. Okay. Doug. Everybody, same clothes every day. (laughs) Same clothes every day. And there is a part where he goes into his closet Mm -hmm. and he has the same shorts and uh, 
sweater vest, like, in his closet ten times. <laughs> you're like, oh, yeah, good. And his sister Judy, same. Like, mm-hmm. where she has the same, like, beret and, like, black skinny jeans. <laughs> like the pink, like, yeah. shirt she, thing. She has, the same, she has the same outfit over and over again. But anyway, um, so they're all getting ready and talking about these powers. And then the kids are like, so, Mirabelle, what, what's your power? Together. And she starts to be like, ah, I was just talking about my family. Like, uh, I gotta go. Bye. Yeah. So it turns out, um, Mirabelle doesn't have a She kid. didn't get one. And the little kids are like, oh, I would be really sad. And she's like, I'm not sad. I'm from, from such know. a great family. And they're like, maybe your gift is denial. <laughs> so, yeah, but. Gotta leave it to little kids to like, you know. Just. Just, just throw all the shit out on the table and be like, I would be real sad. But she, uh, she's like, yep, deuces. She's like, I gotta go, bye! But, like, really, if you think about it, these kids are almost like the Greek chorus of this little thing. Mm-hmm. Because that was the Greek chorus job, is to be like, yeah, so here's what's really going right, on. Right, you need someone to explain it all to. You need a silent Bob. Yeah. And, um... Otherwise it's weird. Otherwise also, you're like, who are you talking to? Who are you talking to? Right. So... She gets back, Mirabelle gets back to the house, and they're all getting ready for the party. Right, because tonight, mm-hmm. um, Antonio... Gets to open his door. Gets to open his door. It's a it's a gift ceremony, and the whole town comes, because part of the Madrigals thing is that they use their gifts to help their community. Mm-hmm. It is really important that their gifts are not just for them, it is for the whole community, and the whole community is depending on them. Mm-hmm. Um to use their magic. Right. And so they're all looking for Antonio, who is freaked out and hiding in the nursery. In the nursery. Which is also where Maribel hangs out. Which is where Maribel hangs out. Because she doesn't have her own room. Yeah, it turns out she didn't get a gift and she didn't get her own room. Right. So So he's under the bed hiding and she's like, she kind of draws him out and gets under the bed with him and she's like, okay. And he's like, what if it doesn't work? What if it doesn't work like yours didn't work? And she's like, well... One, that's very unlikely. But two, you'll just hang out in the nursery with me. And you know what? That's been fucking awesome. Like, you're a great roommate. I love you. Like... I'm excited. So, best thing that happens is you get your magic. Right. Which is great. But, like, worst Worst thing... thing, I'll see you here tonight. Right. You get to hang out with me. And also, like, that's not fucking bad. Nobody's gonna expect (laughs) shit from you, so that's kind of nice. Right. But, um... She kind of talks him down and, um... Takes him down to the ceremony. The whole, again, the whole village shows up in like the little courtyard of this. So much pressure so much for pressure. a magical ceremony where you don't understand this magic. And you, yeah. don't, you don't know if it's going to work. And a very austere grandmother gets up and gives a speech about making sure you're, you know, you know, this is the most important thing that will happen to this child. You have to be super awesome. Like, this is super awesome. Right. And, and we we promise to use our gifts to, you know whatever help yeah. the community which is not which is not a bad thing but like uh, it is heaping pressure it is a lot of pressure though on an eight-year-old yes yes and then like the spotlight falls in antonio there's like a path and a stairway up to his door and everybody like turns to look at him and he is just petrified and he's flipping out and uh he turns to maribel and he uh puts his hand out and he's like, I need you. And she's like, I can't. I can't. You got to do this alone. And he's like, if I have to do it alone, I'm not going. <laughs> and so she comes to his side and they walk up the stairs together. Yep. And they get to the door 
And she kind of parts off to the side, and he reaches for the knob, and he's, like, real nervous. Well, and the grandmother has a whole, um, it reminds me of baptism. Yeah. Where the grandmother's like, do you promise to use your gift for good and to help the community um, for and the family and for us all to grow and prosper? Like, this gift is not for you. This gift is for others. And, like, if you're not going to promise that, like, you don't get to get your gift. Right. So there's a lot of pressure on him. Even he's like, sure, I guess. He's like, yes, yes, I promise. Because he'll say anything at this point to get it over with. And he reaches, grabs the doorknob, and the door lights up. And There is a very pregnant pause where nothing happens. Yeah. And everyone's like, oh, no. And the, the grandmother's face is, like, positively stricken. <laughs> it's yeah, very concerned. <laughs> yeah. And then she, uh, and then a bird lands on his arm and, like, chirps at him. He's like, Yes. And then Chirps says some more thing. You know, like Chirps says some more, and he's like, "I can understand you. Yes, of course they can come too." And then the bird squawks, and all these animals fall in. And he opens his door, and it's like a jungle, right? And he can talk to animals. That is his gift. Yeah, which is which is pretty cool. Pretty cool is they live in a jungle, so like that definitely. Would it's have. not a not useful gift. Yeah, and somebody walks in the door, and they're like. Like, they open up his room so everybody can see it. Mm-hmm. And someone walks, one of the little girls walks in and goes, it's bigger on the inside. I'm like, Doctor Who reference. Cool. Good job, peeps. Right, right. Uh, um, it is bigger on the inside, But it is, in though. fact, just bigger on the inside because this is a magic house. So, And Grandma's like, I knew you could do it. Like, I'm so proud of you. Yeah, and like how, you know... You know, gifts is what sets us apart as Madrigals, like... And this gift is just as special as you. Yeah. Which is the thing that uh, she told Maribel before she didn't get her gift. Right. Do you need more wine? I do need more wine. I have more wine. Sounds great. So, while, you know, as soon as they get in there, um, the the community's kind of hanging out, and they they pose for a photo of all the Madrigals. But they omit. Maribel kind of hangs back. Yeah, well, she kind of hangs back, and they don't really pull her forward. Right. Um, and my daughter was like, they don't even care that she's not in the picture. And I was like, it's not that they don't care. It's that they don't notice. Neither of these are good. And she was like, yeah, she was like, I mean, is that better? And I was like, it's only slightly better. <laughs> like, yes. <laughs> if they noticed and did not care... Then that is that is much worse. Or if Maribel had gotten in the photo and then been like, no, 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 only the magical ones. Like, right. That have been some that, that that would have been really very very hurtful. But this is like only hurtful. <laughs> yes. Only mostly hurtful. Um, and then there's a musical musical mm-hmm. musical number where everyone is frozen, and Maribel sings. And at this point, my kids are like. Maybe her superpower is that she can stop time if she sings. Or, like, like, go into a fantasy world during songs. Go into a fantasy world during songs. Like, this actually is pretty baller as fuck. Like, yeah. (laughs) Like, if I could stop time every time I sung, one, no one would ever hear me sing, which would be amazing. (laughs) And two, I could stop time if I sing? Fuck yes. Also, um, worth backing up, the voice of Maribel is mm-hmm. our very favorite. Our very favorite, Stephanie Beatrice. Yes. Ah, oh, Rosa. Oh, so good. Um, she was also in The Heights. Yep. I um, have not yet seen that. Which I, I, I have not seen, but that 
she worked with list. Lynn Monroe World and that. And so it's like, I know this lady. Okay. Right. Like, yeah. I'm I'm confident in her singing abilities. I don't know how much of a pull he had in casting. Yeah. But So she sings a song about how she's like not fine. Like mm-hmm. she's trying to pretend to be okay and um trying to pretend to be like okay with the fact that she doesn't have a gift, but like secretly like it's kind of killing her like, right right it sucks it sucks to be the person who's not special in a whole family of special people yeah and so um she sings a song and she gets the end and as she's like the, t- the tile falls off the house she's like oh that's weird so she goes and picks it up and the tile's broken it like crumbles in her hand and scratches her a little bit and she's mm-hmm. like wait what's going wrong with our magical house and then it starts cracking like the cracks propagate through like the tile floor and the walls. And yeah, up to the walls. And like yeah, yeah, up the wall to where the window where the candle is. Mm-hmm. And and like the candles like starts to like flicker and yeah, go starts, out. Yeah, starts to flicker and go out. And then all the doors start to flicker and go out and she's like, Oh, this is She's like, Oh shit, we are losing our magic. Like mm-hmm. I gotta get to Abuela. Like Abuela will know what to do. So she runs into the room. Mm-hmm. Where they're having the celebration for Antonio in his room, the jungle room, mm-hmm. the jungle room. Yeah, down in the jungle room. Is this a uh, walking in miniskirts? A hundred percent. Yeah, sure. And Abuela comes out and looks at the house, and it's fine. There's no cracks. There's nothing wrong. The candles lit. The doors are lit. Like everything looks fine. Like it looks fine. Yeah, and she's like, "What? What?" Well, and she assumes the worst. She's like, look, just because you don't have a gift doesn't mean that you can, like, steal the thunder yeah, don't steal from the Antonio's night. Like, I understand it fucking sucks to be you, but, like, let Antonio shine. Mm-hmm. And so, um, she's like, but I don't, like, Yeah, and she's like, I wasn't, I wasn't trying to do this. I love this family, mm-hmm. and I would do anything to make sure this family is safe. And so, like, she's down with her mom, who's making her a little snack so she mm-hmm. can eat something to heal her hand, and telling her mom, like, that wasn't what this was about. Like, you gotta trust me. Like, I didn't make this up. I didn't feel this. Right. This yeah. resentment you think I feel, I don't actually feel. Mm-hmm. Even though I do actually feel it. <laughs> yeah. And then she's like, but what? Also, mom, like, what about Bruno? And mom's like, yeah, not talking about that. And, like, kind of shuts that down. Mm-hmm. So then... She's up in bed having flashbacks about the cracks and stuff. She's like, I gotta go check on this. So she sneaks out of her bed um, and climbs up to the window where the candle is mm-hmm. to check on it. But then her grandma comes out and is like, we're in danger. Like, none of them know this, but, like, our magic is weakening. Like, I need your help, Pedro. Like... Mm-hmm. She overhears it. Like the grandma yeah. doesn't see her. Right. She's like just speaking out to the to her spirit of her. Right to her. like the the portrait or yeah. whatever. And and so she's like, oh, I'm totally right. And grandma knows I'm right, but like grandma's not saying I'm right. Right, because it would send the whole not only the family but the town into chaos. Right. She has and to... we can, we cannot have a power vacuum because mm. unlike, I mean, I've never ruled a town but like i guess that makes sense 
mm-hmm. that you gotta like keep up appearances and like if everything thinks everything is fine then everything's fine yeah but every if everyone panics there's like runs on the bank and nobody has any bread and like you right. know it, it just it just creates a lot of needless suffering yeah so then um she's like well Mirabelle's like all right i'm gonna save this family i'm gonna save the magic wait how do you save the How magic? How the fuck do I save the magic? She's like, well, I gotta figure out what's going on. So I'm gonna go ask Dolores. She hears everything. Mm-hmm. So she goes and tracks down Dolores, who's like stacking her plate high with food. Mm-hmm. And she's like, Dolores, like, have you heard anything awesome? Like any silent, quiet stuff that happened during the, you know, whatever. And Tell me all the things. things. And then Dolores just like deer in the headlights. And Dolores' dad pops his head around the corner and is like, Camillo, is that your plan to be Dolores so you can get seconds? And he, like, pops back into his Camillo's form. He's like, yeah, maybe. And just, like, runs off with a plate full of food. He's She's like, like oh, oh man, now I have to find real Dolores and ask her. And then Dolores is just, like, right behind her. She's like, yeah, I heard all that, because, you know, that's my thing. I can hear. He's like, so, I don't know anything for certain, but I can tell you this. Luisa's eye has been twitching all night. I've heard her. Like, eye twitching all night. So you might want to check with her. There's something going on. Right. She's feeling some there. stress. And um, so she's like, all right, I'll do that. Um, and so it's lunchtime or something. Mm-hmm. And they're setting the plate outside, the table outside. Yes. And Mirabelle, like, tries to sit next to um, Luisa. Yes. To be like, hey, what's going on? Hey, what's going on? Like, why, why is your eye twitching? But Grandma's like... No talking at the table. Right. And also you're sitting right next to me because you're a fuck up. So she's like, do not trust you. So she has like the whole house just like move, like use the tiles on the floor to move Mirabelle's chair up next to her and move everybody else down one. Can anyone else communicate with the house? Mirabelle can. Mirabelle can and Abuela can. It doesn't seem like, I mean, other I don't, people kind of use it, but it I don't know like if anyone it. else commands the house. Yeah. We'll like. Get, we'll get to that. Okay. I have a theory about that. Ah, uh, I also have a I theory. think our theories probably match up. And <laughs> we'll, we'll get to that at the end of the, mo- the thing. Anyway. Um, and so, so the she, house rearranges all their chairs. Yeah. So Mirabelle's foiled from being able to talk to uh, Louisa, Louisa until after dinner. Um, and. Also, this is the first time uh, you hear kind of Abuela look over at Dolores and be like, hey, what about that boy in the village? The Guzman kid? Mm-hmm. Like, what's he up to? Is he planning Is on, he okay? Yeah. Was he planning on uh, doing anything? And she's like, Dolores is like, yes. He thinks about asking for um, Isabella's, Isabella's hand, hand in marriage. marriage tonight. He also wants five babies. And they're like, oh. Let's do this. Yeah. So... We made up with Louisa, who had escaped early from the table, mm-hmm. down in town, and she's, like, slepping stuff around. Yeah, she's literally moving literally moving donkeys. And churches. And churches. And very small rocks. Yeah. Yeah. Mountains. Literal mountains. Yeah. And she tries to get... Mirabelle catches up with her, is like, trying to get her to talk about what's going on. She's like, nothing's wrong! She's like, well... She's I mean, like, I mean, you seem... Real high strung for nothing to be wrong! And she's like, yeah, you, uh... And so, like, the music starts again, mm-hmm. and Louisa has this whole big song about, like, how she's, like, under pressure and, like, all this bullshit keeps happening and she can't say no. Right. Like. Right. I've seen a lot of tweets that were, like, your daughter's not okay. She's listening to surface pressure over and over again. <laughs> yes, exactly. And, um, and so that's, 
that's the song. It's like, there's way too much expectation on me. I can't turn it down. Like, this is my gift. I have to use my gift. Like, crank me up and let me go. But at and the same time, no one's also, worried about me. Yeah. Also, if I can't handle this pressure, then what it, What good am I? Like, mm-hmm. where is my value and worth if I can't just take everything that is thrown at me? Yeah. So. Right. And just, like, give it to your sister. Your sister's older, and never think about if she can shoulder the burden that you're putting on her. Like, yeah, yeah. And again, it's a very Lin Manuel Miranda. There's like lots of different <laughs> tempos, lots of interlocking rhymes. Yeah, and my kids are like, "Why is the grandma being so mean?" And I was like, "She's not being mean, but she is the victim of like generational trauma." Mm-hmm. And my kids are like, "What's generational trauma?" And I was like, "Oh, it's trauma that you feel and then hand down to your people because like yeah. you don't know how to deal with it." Yeah, so you're just like never like my grandmother almost drowned, so she never taught my mom how to swim and mm-hmm. like instilled a fear of water and then like I don't like swimming. Right. Yeah, it's it's, it's generational a, trauma. It's generational trauma. It's a that small, small uh, factoid of generational trauma. Yeah, exactly. Um, and so, at the end of it, though, it it comes down. You know, Rebel's able to kind of talk to her and be like, "Like, I still value you as you're my sister. Like, I love you as a person, and I'm sorry you feel this way." Like, right, I would... and also you're allowed to take a fucking break. Like, yeah. you don't always have to be the strongest person in the room. I mean, you are, but like, you don't have to act. But like you it. don't. Like, yeah, you don't always take have a snap to be. or something. Like, yeah. And Louisa's says, "Like, by the way, whenever you said you saw those cracks for like a split second, I kind of felt weak. I don't know what that was about." She's like, "Huh?" It's like, but Bruno. The rumor is he had a vision. Mm-hmm. And it's up in his tower somewhere. I don't know what that means, but you need to go up in his tower because he's got like a tower of the, um, of the house of the house. You go up his tower and you can find his vision. Right. That that might tell you more about what is going on. Yeah. She's like, but good talk. Good talk. Thanks. I'm for glad coming. we're sisters. <laughs> yeah. So then, um, Maribel goes up to Bruno's tower. Mm-hmm. Bruno's tower is. You know, the corner kind of away from everything else. His door is not as lit as everybody else's door. Right, it's dimmer. Yeah. And uh, the rumor is he ran away after everything. Right. He saw visions of future and like, you know what? When you tell people that bad shit is going to happen, they don't like it. No. When the weatherman says it's going to be like rainy tomorrow, everybody's <laughs> mad at him. I'm like, it's not his fault. It's not his fault. He's just letting you know. Yeah. So she opens the door and goes in, and she's kind of asking the house to help her, and the house has to stop at the threshold. It's like, right, no, the house I have is no like, power I have no, I have no power past the threshold. So there's a cascade of sand mm-hmm. that's but falling. She, she has to walk through the sand. And she walks through it and immediately falls down and, like, tumbles mm-hmm. down. I kind of expected this to be more of, like, a hourglass kind of metaphor. But it was not. It was not. It was, it not. was just falling sand. It was just falling sand. It was just, like, I think... He knew that, uh, shoot, what was her name? Dolores. Yeah. Heard everything. So, like, as a way to muffle. He just has, he like, ma- noise. He made, like, a fucking sand waterfall. Yeah. White noise <laughs> generator. He, he was like, I'm going to make this white noise generator to, like, mute out uh, the prophecies mm. from Dolores. Because, like. She doesn't need to know all she this. Do- she doesn't need to know everything. 
and there is a there's a hand rock carved hand that says your future awaits and it points up and she's like she looks up and it's just this there's so many fucking stairs oh my old nemesis stairs <laughs> and she's climbing these stairs and she's like you think there would be a better way because we're goddamn magical creatures but no no i'm climbing up four thousand goddamn stairs <laughs> <laughs> and so then she gets to the very top, and there at the top is a chasm. Like, the stairs came up, and then there's, like, a and big gap. And then there's gap, just nothing. And then, like, a doorway into another, like, area. Mm-hmm. And there's a rope so, swing. No, there's not. There's not? No. She brought the rope. She brought the rope. Okay. Or Because she just had it in her I bag? One way there's the rope, like, laying by or something. I mean, maybe her magical power is being prepared. She's like the Boy Scouts. Mm-hmm. And so she, like, swings on, she has this rope, she hooks it up in the ceiling like a grappling hook, and then swings across, and barely lands on the far side, mm-hmm. and goes, aha, and stomps her foot, and then, like, part of it falls off and almost takes her with it. She's and like, ah, oops. Also, like, when she was at the bottom, this parrot, like, landed on her, she's like, oh, this won't be so bad, at least I have a companion. And then he, like, immediately flies away, <laughs> and she's like, yeah, fuck you. She's like, of course, of course you immediately leave me, like everyone else, it's cool. Cool. I don't need you anyway. She meets him back up at the top here, and, like, when the chunk falls off, like, both of them, like, kind of look over the edge and then look at each other and back away. It was just, it was a good little moment. It it was well choreographed. Yeah. Yeah. But she walks into this hallway, and there's, Mm -hmm. like, really, like, rustic, archaic draw like carvings of a people and faces. And, like, a cave, almost. like, a cave, yeah. Yeah. Very cave-arty. But there's a round door at the end. Mm-hmm. And so she walks towards the round door. And by the way, the parrot, like, also bolts at this point. He's like, bye. Nope, not doing that. And she's like, I have to figure out. It's the only way to save my family. So she goes in there and there's these glowing shards, half buried in the sand that she's able to, these green glowing shards. And she mm-hmm. picks them up and starts kind of putting them together and sees herself. And then, like, all hell breaks loose. Like... <laughs> Stuff starts cracking and sand's falling. She's got to move real fast to try to get everything together. Right, she's got to pull all the shards and put them in her bag. Mm-hmm. And also this, like, world is dissolving around her. Right, and so she, then she, like, it's rooms filling with sand, so she's trying to get out of it, and she's, the door is latched until she just barely opens it, and it blasts her out on a wave of sand. And she's like, oh, whew. And she kind of looks over and she's like right on the edge of that cliff again. She's like, oh my gosh, okay. She's like, it's like when you wake up at three in the morning and you're on the very edge of the bed and you're like, oh fuck, I'm going to fall out of bed. Yeah, maybe that was why I woke up. <laughs> maybe, maybe it was my body trying to keep me alive. Possibly. Or kill me. I don't know, part of it was trying to kill me. And, and No, twitching is always trying to keep you alive. Right. So they, um, she gets out of there. And runs back, I guess, down the stairs Mm -hmm. uh, and gets back out and um, she's in the hallway and runs into Abrela and Abrela's like, what what the fuck's going on? Like, where are you coming from? Right. Why are you all out of breath and what's uh, in your hair? Why is all this sand? I mean, nothing. It's all nothing. And um, right as Grandma's about to kind of put it all together, Louisa shows up. She's like, I tried to pick up. I talked to Maribel. We had a great sister chat. And then I went to get the donkeys again. And I picked them up. And they were, they were heavy. And she's just. She's so distraught. And Grandma's like, listen, whatever you did to that girl, do not do that again. I mean, and I, I see, I see her point. Yeah. Like, 
I don't hate the grandma in this. I like, don't hate she, the grandma. She's got a lot of trauma. And so, um... Yeah, I don't, I don't hate her. She's just like, whoa, whatever you did, like, don't do that to other people. Yep. Because, like, maybe we can't handle dealing with her trauma. Maybe we just need to, like, bury it. And then we're stronger. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know, man. Yeah. <laughs> so, and she's like, okay, well... I need to get some more information about what's going on. Right. Also, tonight we're meeting with the Guzmans about Isabella's uh, proposal. So, like... There's a lot going on. Put a pin in whatever you're doing. Like, just, like, for the night. I need tonight to go perfect, and, and then we'll figure some shit out. Like, it's not like don't dig into anything. It's just, like, wait... 24 hours. Yeah, you can probably do that, right? Right. But instead, um, Maribel goes and seeks out her, her Tia, Tia mm-hmm. Peppa. Tia Peppa. To be like, hey, um, I want to talk about Bruno. And this is when Tia Peppa mm-hmm. and her husband, whose name I, I did not get. Felix. Felix, yeah. Have a song and dance and tango about... About we don't talk, talk about, about Bruno. Bruno. It is a fantastic... So good. Like, truly, musically, fucking genius. Yeah, because it's just, I mean, it has a really good dance feel. Like, it's, it's like a tango. A samba. Maybe it's like, a samba. Yeah, or tango or a samba. I'm like, not really an expert, so I can't. Yeah, it, def- it definitely has a very consistent rhythmic vibe. Yeah, and all of the lyrical beats hit that rhythm so well. Like, there's never a moment in this where I'm listening to the lyrics and I'm like, eh, you kind of cram that in. <laughs> like, no, it's like so the, tight. The word choice is like, oh, chef's kiss. Yeah, again, Lynn Monroe, if you're listening, you, you owe us to come onto this podcast and defend yourself. Right, also stop writing such fucking catchy songs. You're ruining it. <laughs> you're ruining my brain. It's now, like, I just got Moana out. Right. Oh, and or Hamilton. No, Hamilton's still there. Right. Just, like, all, my brain is just guns and chips forever. And then every <laughs> so often, Silent E is a ninja just makes a cameo. And you're like, fuck. I haven't watched The Electric Company in years. In years. But there it is. Just there living is. rent-free in my brain. It's true. Fuck you, Lynn Monroe Miranda. <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> and also keep doing it. <laughs> yes. Also keep doing work. I hope you get paid for many, many years. I hope this gets but you an also, Oscar. also, like, I'm very annoyed. I really want this one to get him an Oscar so he can eat got. That's all right, he needs. Ma- maybe, maybe then he'll, like, stop going so fucking hard. Like, I think, <laughs> I think he was in half the movies that got released in 2021. Whew. Yeah, like, he has he been is, a very busy man. He is a working artist, I have to say. It's I mean, again, good for you. I hope you're Please getting stop. paid. Never yeah. stop. Yeah. If I'm I'm a conflicted person about I this. Am. So they do a whole song and dance about how Bruno used to make predictions and like people hated that. Right. It was always bad. Yeah. And then they talk about how like Loris talks about how like he always sounded like sand. And Camillo shows up to kind of like do a shape shift into his face and like as he remembered him. Which I think is a little more grotesque than the actual, like... You gotta remember, he was a child. Right. He disappeared ten years ago. So... Camillo doesn't have a So real... Camillo was, like, maybe ten, 
when he disappeared. And so, like, to a 10-year-old, I'm huge. You know, like... Um, mm-hmm. So to to Camille, he remembers him as being like seven foot tall. <laughs> yeah. And then also like everybody kind of remembers their prophecies. Like Isabella was told that she would get everything she ever wanted. Mm-hmm. And then Dolores is, was told that like she would like the man she wanted would be just out of reach and betrothed to another. Mm-hmm. She's like, fuck. That fucking sucks. That's going to be a Z. Right. And so like. Mm-hmm. It's rough when your job is to tell the future and you're like, I'm not in charge of the future. Right. I'm just telling you what it will be. So during the song, uh, Maribel singing. Mm-hmm. Um, Pepe and Felix are singing. Pepe and Felix are they singing. They have kind of their own duet within mm-hmm. the song. Uh, Camillo shows up and sings. Right, and Dolores. And Dolores shows up and sings. And the thing is, so the, with the exception of Maribel... The five of them are, you know, a rep- represent kind of like a family unit plus mm-hmm. the main character who's doing her own thing. Mm-hmm. So, like, it's really kind of neat. And that is definitively a quintet. Because at the end, they all are singing on top of each right. other. Right. They're all singing their own parts on top of each other. And it all sounds good. It like all, like, interlocks. And if you pick, like, I bet if you played that and you were like, I want to focus on Dolores' part, mm-hmm. it would be consistent and be doing its own thing. And you could probably, you know, the mix. You could pick it out. You could yeah. pick it out. She's probably a little lower in the mix than like um, Pepe and Felix or um, or Maribel. But like, it's all like in there and they all add to each other and complement each other. And that is fucking hard. Yeah, I d- yeah, it is. It is well done. Famously, uh, West Side Story does that during uh, the Tonight, mm-hmm. and um, it's you know it's one of those moments where you're like, "Holy crap!" Like, oh, these people, these people were really good at their jobs. Yeah, Bernstein was a genius, and I think that is pretty well solid. I don't think anybody's going to come at me on that opinion. I mean. <sighs> I didn't always love everything you did. No. But, like, musically, it was sound. It was sound. Like, plot-wise, was I bored to tears? Did I fall asleep? Yes. He <laughs> didn't write the story for West Side Story. He just wrote the music, so let's but leave it there. The story part of West Side Story... It's Romeo and Juliet, but it slightly more racist. Dragged. Yeah. It dragged. I mean, I mean did, it's, did, it's against the racism, that's did, okay, but... Did like, we need a shot clock? Yes. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I will you... say that's something with this movie. The shot clock between songs never goes too long. Like, right, there's a song every beat. Like <laughs> right, it, it, it and they're and they're pushing pushing the plot forward, which I appreciate because sometimes you have musicals where there are songs and you're like, why the fuck is this song here? Yeah, <laughs> like this could be completely cut out and the plot would not change at all. Uh, famously, human again in a Beauty and the Beast. Right. Right. Which got cut. Which was cut. And I feel like that was the right call. It was the right call. Because it, it, it did not support the plot. It did not push the plot forward. It was a fine song, but not a great song. Mm-hmm. And it did, like you said, like, basically, I can't wait to be human again. That's the statement. <laughs> we don't need a that song. And you're like, we could replace this whole song with one line. Now, when you're in Broadway, the rules are different and you can get away with it a little bit. Either. But the pacing's a little different. I still get bored. I still get bored. Fair. Even in, um, I've only seen like two Broadway shows. 
mm-hmm. and not on Broadway because I'm poor. Mm-hmm. But like, I get bored. Like, unless the song is really an integral part of the plot, mm. it's not like it's not necessary. And like, I most songs are beautiful. Like, most songs are beautiful, and they show off the talent of the cast. Yeah. And so, like, I don't need. I will say Gilbert a and Sullivan. Third song. <laughs> You're getting into Gilbert and Sullivan, where like songs just exist for song's sake. <laughs> okay, I will say I fucking love a Patter song. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> like I am fucking here for a Patter song always, <laughs> and like let's delete some ballads. <laughs> yeah, but like but, more like, modern major general. A hundred percent, keep the Patter song in because that is a feat. Well, and that's, uh, again, Lin-Manuel Miranda, I feel, loves a patter song. He's always got someone doing also, patter songs. Also loves a patter song. It's like, what if we turn this into a whole rap? And you're like, yes, please. Keep, 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 tell me more. Tell me more. I would like to subscribe to your newsletter. <laughs> Lin-Manuel Miranda, in the very, very slim chance you were listening, and you have a newsletter, how come I don't know about it? I don't know. I'm here for your newsletter, sir. Indeed. All right. So, during that quartet, though, Maribel puts her vision together and mm-hmm. is looking at it, and it's basically her standing in front of a cracked house. Right. And she's like, oh, oh fuck. fuck. And her dad walks in and sees the vision on the table. Now, he was, he married into the family. Right. He's not magical. But he also was around for Bruno, knows what a Bruno vision looks like, and is just like. Okay. So, here's the deal. We're not going to talk about this or think about this for, like, a day. Tomorrow. Like, tomorrow. We will look into all of this. But tonight, tonight when Isabel has to have her, uh, whatever. Yeah. Her proposal. proposal Yeah, proposal betrothal from Mm -hmm. uh, a very esteemed uh, person of the village. Like, we're going to put a pin in this. I'm I'm not ignoring this. But also, I do not have the bandwidth to deal with this right now. We have 15 minutes before dinner. (laughs) Right. I cannot unpack everything in 15 minutes. I cannot unpack anything in 15 minutes. So therefore, we're just going to... We'll come back. Put this all back in your purse, and we will deal with it later. Yeah, I admit everything is valid, and you have questions. I have some answers. I'm going to try to line those up later. But, like... I I don't feel like he's wrong about that, like... Yeah. Just like, look. Yeah. This is not the time. This is, like, you know, Christmas dinner. Yeah. And now... It's not the time. Now, I, like, I understand you found the photos of, like, Grandpa and his paramour. Right. Like, in, in the attic. But, like... And you have questions, and I know more of it than I'm letting on. There's a whole thing that I want to unpack, but do not bring it up to Grandma at Christmas right. dinner. Let's just eat our oyster stew and, like, be a happy family mm-hmm. for, like, two hours. Two hours, and then, like, I promise you I will help you with this. And mm-hmm. Mirabelle's like... Okay, I'm, I'm going to hold you to that. He's like, great. And then the camera pans, and it's Dolores on the other side of the courtyard. And she's like, like, I heard that. And her <laughs> eyes are like giant. She's like, I heard everything. And they're like. Right, because what they said is the magic is dying. Yeah. And everyone is concerned. Well, and also dad kind of has an outsider's view a little bit. Like, just mm-hmm. like those two steps of separation that's necessary to be like. Oh, shit, the magic is dying. Like, oh, I, I'm seeing this. Like, I'm seeing the cracks, too. So, like, let's... <sighs> let's do it. So, anyway, cuts to dinner with the Griezmanns. Marisol... 
Maribel. Maribel. Sorry. That's okay. I want to say Mariposa, which is actually Butterfly. Yes. There is, there is a whole song. Yeah. There's a whole Butterfly song. But Maribel uh, is sitting across from Dolores, who is like freaking out slowly. But as long as Maribel keeps eye contact. Right. It's like wide-eyed and furious. Well, she's just like sitting on this knowledge like, I can't not share. Full of anxiety. Yeah. I gotta say, that's a terrible gift. Yeah. <laughs> to hear. All the gifts all are terrible gifts. To all of the bullshit. <laughs> yeah. So like, that's the catch. All of the gifts for the grandkids are okay. terrible gifts. Okay. I was like, healing people through food? I think that is your gift. Is amazing. <laughs> And I'm here for that. Yeah. I'm um, here for being like... Controlling the weather, a little problematic. I mean, whatever. Controlling the weather is, like, not amazing. But, like, I made you a biscuit and it'll heal your broken broken arm. Like, that's... That's pretty... Great. That's, that's pretty baller. But anyway. That's goals. That somebody passes, like, some avocados between her and Dolores. Mm-hmm. She breaks eye contact. And when she gets it back, Dolores is whispering... To somebody, I don't remember who, but like the news just ripples. I think her brother. I think it's her brother, and then her brother whispers it to her dad. Her dad whispers it to her mom. Her mom whispers it to Maribel's mom. Like the news just goes all the way down the row, and she's like, "Oh fuck!" Everyone's gonna tell everybody. There are no secrets in this family, are there? Meanwhile, um, Grandma is kind of grilling the Guzmans, and Mm -hmm. I was like, "Are you worthy of our dearest Isabella?" Yeah, like, there's definitely a lot of flex there. Yeah, a, she, lo- a lot of flex and a lot of judging. A lot of kissing the ring expected mm-hmm. here. And as that's going on, she suddenly becomes aware that the table is freaking out and kind of blames Maribel for it, which is not wrong. Not wrong! But also but like, not great. Kinda. Yeah. Yeah, like, oh, of course this is your fault, you little... Because you're a fuck-up. You're the you're the kid without a gift. Yeah. You're just like a a leech on the family. Yep. And so, um Maribel's kinda like, why don't you just go ahead and like skip to the like proposal part and do that? He's like, actually I was going to sing a song. Louise, you know, uh, you know, Louisa, can you bring in the uh piano, please? And she's like, Yes. And goes off like crying and tries to bring the piano in, but it's heavy and she can't do it. But she also does bring the piano she in. She does, but she's even, dragging it. She's not but carrying it. even though it's heavy, she, still she does it. Because she's like... She's a team player. Yeah. Louisa is like a boss bitch. I like Louisa. <laughs> um, and then, like, Dolores, like, just spills everything out, like, about how everything's going bad and everything's, like, terrible and... Right, I don't know. I don't know if you want to marry your family because the magic is dying. But like, yeah. Mm. Also, while this is happening, somehow raccoons like things. I don't know. Again, Anto- Antonio with his like talking to human, talking to not humans, animals, animals, the things that aren't humans. Yes, yes. <laughs> she he he manages like somehow his little pet raccoon things. Although they're not raccoons, but we've discussed how there's raccoons in every ecosystem. Right, whatever the raccoons are in Colombia. They steal the vision and put it back together and it kind of lights up and then, like, the whole room starts cracking and warping and the magic starts freaking out. Right, everyone's magic is freaking out. And so, like, at one point, um, the, the fiancé gets punched in the nose by some flowers because uh, right, Issa's he pr- flowers freak He proposes to Issa, and Issa's flowers freak out and make a vine and punch him in the face. 
Yeah, and he like, and Gremble's like, maybe you should just come back tomorrow, and like kind of hustles them out of the house real quick. Right, right. There's a lot of like, oh, nothing to see here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They pay, pay no attention to the man behind the curtain. And um, while that's happening, like rats come out and start stealing the pieces of the vision and run away and Mirabelle starts following them. Like, oh shit, now I gotta follow these rats? And they go behind a painting and she opens the painting and there's a hatch and like a a secret room tunnel thing and Bruno is in the walls. Right. And uh, Mirabelle is like, so you've just been living behind this painting? And he's like, I mean, I left my tower because like I don't I don't do that whole, like, looking into the future thing because it just made everybody real mad. Also, tons of stairs. I don't uh, know if you know this. but Also, oh, like, whoa. so many stairs. I don't I don't know why the house gave me so many stairs, but it's too many stairs. And I'm, like, real close to the kitchen. It's, like, right here by the kitchen, <laughs> which is great. Right. And I can just, you know, chill out and keep an eye on what's going on in the family. Yeah. Also, there's a crack in his like main living space Mm -hmm. and it looks out onto the dining room table and he's got a little table pushed up against the wall right next to it. Right. So he can like have dinner with the family. And uh, Maribel's like, tell me everything. Why did you leave? And he's like, well, okay. Um, So here's the thing. Like my vision, like the night you got, didn't get your gift. I had a vision. Right, the night you didn't get your gift, uh, the grandma asked me, asked me to look into the future. Because she was afraid. She was afraid the the magic was failing and was failing our community and was failing our family and that we would all fall apart. Mm -hmm. So she was like, look into the future, tell me what you see. And so he saw, so he gets his visions, they're very vague, but they end up on a like, almost like a sleep jade Mm -hmm. tablet. And it reminds me of those lenticular things you would get where you could, like, tilt them back and forth and the image would change a little bit. Yes, where you're like, one time the witch is wearing a hat, one time they're not. Yeah, or or whatever. And so when you look at this, um, Maribel is up front, mm-hmm. the house is behind it, and if you tilt it one way, the house is cracked, if you tilt it back, the house is intact, and then it goes cracked again and intact again. Right, it's like the fate wasn't chosen. Yeah, there's like some sort of... Because, like, his prophecies aren't all fate. Like, yeah. they're all, there's always a choice. Just because he says something might happen doesn't mean something will happen. Like, this is your warning, like, or maybe mm-hmm. this is your confirmation, but like... You know, if I predict your goldfish dies and your goldfish dies, like, don't get it at me. Like, also, do you know how long goldfish live? Like, it's a pretty solid prediction. Right. Like, any day of the week, you'd be like, that goldfish is going to die. And it dies. And they don't like, They don't live that long. Um, I feel like this is a very lowball prediction. So my sister um, had a carnival wedding. Mm-hmm. And one of the, she had game stalls. And one of the things you could do is you win a goldfish. You could win a goldfish. And so one of our friend's kids, who was like three... <laughs> won this goldfish won a goldfish which they named penelope and that goldfish lived for not kidding you seven years it was a very long time and our friend kept receipts (laughs) every time he bought something for that damn fish and at the end he's like just in case you're wondering this free free fish cost me a thousand dollars it was thirteen hundred dollars my god over the course of, like, seven years. The seven-year fish life. Because he had to keep buying food and new tanks and filters and gravel and 
Like, but you know what? You went through like three tanks. Pen- Penelope lived a beautiful life. She had, I mean, as far as goldfish goes, she she was great. She was the best. But anyway, um, and so he's like, okay, I wanted to protect Maribel because like this prediction prediction go either way. It's mm-hmm. either she's the fall of the house or she's like the savior of the house. But like, you have to admit there's danger if you're the savior. Right, and in general, um, people don't take my predictions well. Even though it's like, hey, things could go bad. And you're like, oh my god, you made bad things happen. He's like, I didn't make fucking bad things happen. I just (sighs) warned you about bad things that could happen. Right. So he's like, alright. So, like, I smashed my prophecy, I ran away, disappeared, Mm -hmm. and, like, that was the last time I did that. Right, and I did it to protect you. To protect your... Um, mm-hmm. your place in the family. I wish I could have seen more, but, like, this is all I got, and that's all the time I had. So, like, this is what it is. She's like, you could see more? He's like, I mean, I could, but, like, understand, I don't do that anymore. And also, like, it went really bad last time, so I'm, like, not even touching it this time. Right, so I don't I don't feel, like, inclined yes. to do more prophecy. Yes. Um, by the but way, Mar- did we talk about who's Bruno's voice? Uh, it's Don Leguizamo. <laughs> yes. I was listening to it, I was like, why do I want to watch Tu Wong Fu? Uh, have you ever seen Tu Wong Fu? Oh, Thanks for everything, Julie. Have you? Because you haven't seen it with me. I've seen it. And I have I've, superimposed I've, you into all my memories. I've totally seen it with you. Why would have I? Have you? Yeah. When? I don't remember, but it was, it's been a while. But okay. like, you made me watch Tu Wong Fu. Thanks for everything, Julie Newmar. It's so good. That's a fantastic. It's it's a great film. Yeah. Did I ever make you see Priscilla, Queen of the Desert? You have not done that one yet. Okay. We we you did make me see um, Rocky Horror Picture Show. Okay. While we're on the topic of drag movies, that's great. So, that's a great. That's a great film. It is. You can tell a lot from a person by where they recognize Tim Curry from. It's truth. It's the truth. Uh, the fir- the first time I saw Tim Curry was in Rocky Horror Picture Show. <laughs> That says a lot because about you. I, because I didn't watch Clue as a child for some Home Alone reason. 2 was my first Tim Curry, I think. Oh. I don't know. I didn't watch Home Alone 2. Yeah. For some reason. I was too old. I was too old. I was too mom old. Was showing for the kids that I was she too old to watch Home Alone 2, but yet Rocky Horror Picture Show <laughs> was fine. Uh, anyway, but, uh, but Bruno was like, all right, well then we'll... We need to watch, like, we need to do another uh, prophecy, uh, but I need a large space, and apparently you trashed my fucking room. So, like... How did she trash it? Remember she... Just by dancing? Yeah. With the sand and the cracking from stealing the prophecy. Sorry. Sorry. So, and Antonio shows up, he's like, you can use my room. And everybody, like, turns and looks at me like, what? I talked to rats. They told me you were here. Okay. I mean, that makes sense. Yeah, it totally, like, just for a random plot device to show up, you're like, no, okay, yeah. <sighs> so, there you go. So they go into Antonio's room to prophesy. Yes. And um, Bruno's getting ready. He's like, listen, I just gonna see. Doesn't make it good or bad. Just makes it what it is. Like, get ready for whatever this is. Uh, it starts the process. His door lights up. The sand swirls, like, the clouds well overhead. And, like, Abuela's like... Oh, I know what this is. Like right. every all the grown-ups are like, I know what this is. Right. And then his eyes, uh, his irises turn to like a lime green. Yes, they do. And 
And he begins to tell the future. Which basically is like the sands like form a dome around him. And that sand, um, like... Makes pictures. Make, yeah, exactly. Makes pictures that they can see. And they, basically just shows what he knew already. That Right, it, house, start, it starts with what he knew already. Yeah, yeah. it starts with an earthquake. No. Um, it starts with the house cracking apart. And, um, and Isabella, or Mirabella being there. And he's like, all right, so this is where it gets weird. Mm-hmm. Like, this is what I knew. And then, like, there's a butterfly. And she's like, oh, I got to find a little butterfly. And he's like, yeah, follow the butterfly. Because he's like, this is all there is. And she's like, there has to be something else. And then, um, that, like, there's a, it shows the, the destruction of the house mm-hmm. and the candle falling over and then the candle being righted and lighting up brightly and like Mirabella Mirabel holding someone. Right. And they're like, she's like, who's that? Who is it? I can't see her. What's the face? And then it turns and it's Isabella. And she's, she's like, like Isabella? She fucking hates me. I oh. ruined her proposal. I'm always the, like, fucking kid sister. Like, I have to sit at the kid table on every Thanksgiving. Like. Yeah, and it's like, I don't I don't know if I can do this. And he's like, I mean, the prophecy isn't about me. The prophecy is about you. You're the one who has to save the family. Sorry, bitch. Yeah, so, like, I'm out. He heads back to the wall. Bye. I'm going to go continue to eat, like, you know, food that I steal from the kitchen. He's like, He's like, come visit me after you say the miracle. And she's like, after the miracle, I'm going to bring you home. He's like, yeah, sure. Okay, great. Yeah, bye. And so she's got to say the miracle now with a hug. With a hug. So she, with a hug to her perfect sister. Perfect pissed off sister. Mm-hmm. She's like, all right, well, let's go to Isabel's room, get this over with. <laughs> and Isabel's room is just nothing but flowers. Nothing but flowers. And she has made herself a, like, swing of, like, hanging vine flowers. That supports a bed? Yeah, that supports a bed. That lowers her down as she's yelling at Mirabelle for ruining <laughs> her fucking life. She's like, listen, I was supposed to get proposed to today. I don't know if you noticed, but it didn't fucking happen. And that's because of you. So, spoilers, like, I need you to fucking apologize right now. Right, and also I hate your stinking guts. And Mirabelle tries to apologize. She's like, I'm sorry that things didn't go the way you wanted. You thought, but I also, like, I'm sorry your life has been so fucking perfect since the day you opened your goddamn eyes. And she's like, oh, you think that's it? Like, do you know what kind of expectations on me? Like, I can't do anything that isn't perfect. I have to, like, constantly be on my guard and be like, I have to do the perfect thing in every fucking situation. And so, like, the perfect man comes along. Of course I have to marry him, because that's what I do. I don't even want to marry that guy. And as she, like, yells this, a cactus pops up. And Maribel's like, wow, that is a very serious confession. Let's hug. <laughs> and she's like, no, fuck you. But also, did you see this cactus? This is so weird. This is so weird. I don't do cactuses. I've never done a cactus before. And then she, like, kind of looks at it and thinks it a little hard and, like, it sprouts a couple things. She's like, huh, it's not symmetrical. It's not beautiful, but I like it. Yeah, it is it is good. It's like, good, though. It's a nice cactus. Yeah. The guy Maribel's like, yeah, it is. We should hug about this. <laughs> like, she's really pushing the hug she's, she's real singularly focused. Very, very much into the hugs. So then there's a whole song and about... This is, yeah. Yeah, about how Isabel's under all this pressure to 
um, to be perfect and to do what everybody wants her to do. She can't explore what she wants to do herself. Like, maybe what the song is like, what else can I do? Mm-hmm. You know, like, can I break the mold? Can I be special? You know, can I be special on my terms instead of like everybody else defined terms? Right, right. Am it's I like always the limited? Right. Am I limited by like my parents and my grandparents' expectations? Or like, can I just like be me? Yeah. And this is where the truly madly deeply reference comes in. And she's making this like crazy garden of mutant plants. Right. And like right. vines and creeper vines and like weird trees and stuff. And she's like, no, this stuff's awesome too. Like, yeah, I've always w- wanted to make this stuff. I will say, I noticed this on first viewing. <laughs> yes. I was like, oh, I see that hand. It's actually truly, madly, deeply, or deeply, madly, truly, rather. They go the other way. Right. They they flip, like, enough, enough uh, words that they will not get. It also beats the rhyme. Right. So, like, it works. Um, But they make an absolute mess. They cover Mm -hmm. everything in, like, crap vines and everything. And they're laying in the middle of the courtyard in a pile of like weird flowers weird carnivorous flowers like be careful they're poisonous and they will eat you <laughs> and like grandma walks up and is like the fuck ladies and isabel's like oh i'm sorry and like stands i up. was just talking to maribel <laughs> and like all of her flights start like disappearing and mm-hmm. grandma's like maribel what the fuck did i tell you about putting ideas in people's heads like seriously right. Did, didn't i tell you like a day ago to just like put a pin in it just yeah. wait a minute. And not push this hard. Whatever you're doing, just stop talking to people about their struggles. And, like, she goes off on Mirabelle about how, like, she's distracting her sister, how, like, all of this is her fault. Like, this is going to end very terribly. Mm-hmm. And that's when the house really starts to crack. Right. And that's when Mirabelle just shoots back. She's like, I will never be good enough for you. Will I? And, like... Everybody's kind of standing around watching this. Very pregnant pause. And then then she goes, Will any of us? And they all kind of go, Honestly, I'm not I'm not defending grandma here. Right. Right. Like she has a fucking point. Like we're supposed to serve the family, we're supposed to serve the community, but like nothing we do is ever good enough. But also, like, grandma came from real trauma that she never worked through. And then there's a big crack, and the candle starts to falter, and everyone tries to, like, get to the candle, like, using mm-hmm. their powers, but their powers are failing. So, like, like so, Camille, uh, like, transforms into, like, different people to, like, use their strength, their agility to climb up to it. Right. Isabella tries to use, like, plants and poison her ivy her way up. Mm-hmm. Um, Louisa's trying to do strengths, and, like, no one can get there in time, except... Mirabella, who doesn't Mirabella, who just says, like, house, help me out. And gets up there to help. Again, none of the other characters are helped. The the house reacts because they, like, start to fall and it catches them and, like, cushions their falls and, Mm -hmm. like, helps them out. But Mirabella's the only one, or, yeah, Mirabella's the only one that can get up there. That can control the house. And also, she's the only one who's, like, used to living without magic. It's like when you play the people who are used to, like, training in Denver. Mm-hmm. <laughs> They're like, oh, yeah, I'm used to this, like, level of, like, 10% oxygen. <laughs> so, like, down here in the sea level, like, I'm awesome. Right, like, I'm fucking amazing. So she, like, manages to grab the candle as it's sputtering and, like, failing mm-hmm. and, like, protect it. And she, the house kind of catches her and puts her down in the courtyard and covers right. her. Right, and the house, the house protects her. As the house protects 
collapses on itself. Right. And the candle sputters out. And the candle goes out. Abrela's like absolutely shocked, like shell shocked. They sit her on some like remains of stairs. The family's like, what the hell just happened? Right. And also all of their family gifts don't work. Yeah. As soon as the candle burns out, nobody has gifts. Nobody is special. Mm-hmm. And, so, and they're like, oh, I don't know how to do any of this shit. And so her mom's like, Maribel, you just sit here. I need to deal with some other stuff. Like, I need to check on grandma. Mm-hmm. I'll be right back. You're okay? Okay. I'm going to check on everybody else. I'll be right back. She turns around, kind of checks on people, and looks over, and Maribel's gone. Maribel is gone. She ran off. But also, like, wouldn't you? Oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> I just destroyed my family's entire right. Like, bye. Sorry, bye. And their house, like they're homeless and powerless. Like this is a big hit. Yeah, yeah, it's a big hit. So, um, Maribel ends up. You know, we find her. She's like crying by the river. Mm-hmm. And the first person who finds her is Abuela. Abuela shows up and like sits down next to her. She's like, you know, this is where. Abuelo Pedro, like... Yeah, it was lost. And, like, there's a flashback and a story of, like, the details of that. Because, like, you're old enough to hear this now. Like, I had three babies. Like, we were... There's a song about caterpillars that's weird. (laughs) But kind of pretty. Yes, it's beautiful. About how, like, they were growing up and, like, um, like, you were caterpillars and we were growing up together and... We were having a great time and doing everything we could do as a couple. But also we need to, like, separate and come back together. Yeah. Well, and then trouble hit. And, like, we had to form our chrysalis. Like, we had to, like, hunker down. Like, Mm -hmm. we had to get tough. And, like, that toughness is what's helping us survive and helping us get together. And, you know, that's what we're... That's, you know, that's our thing. That's going to mm-hmm. be our thing that defines us. But it's not our end state. Like. Yeah, we're we're in process. And, and so, like, they kind of have a moment where, like, Abuela's like, I guess this is, like, I need to move. Right. And she was like, I'm sorry I hung on too tight to our second chance. Yeah. Um, but I just didn't want anything like this to happen again. Yeah. Like I needed to protect you guys. Like your powers were to protect us and each other and like we're our own little protective unit and we need each other. Mhm. But we also need to leave each other and that's hard. Like right, and I don't know how to do that. I'm like it's a real big moment for Abuela. Like to say you know, like, I was kind of wrong. Like, right, it's my, sorry, it's my fault. <laughs> like, well, it, like, it's it's hard for her because, like, this is a survival mechanism built out of trauma. Right, right, and just because your trauma mechanisms are no longer helpful doesn't mean they weren't helpful in the past. Yeah, I mean, and it's it's hard to look and be like, not only did I have trauma, but, like, I foisted that trauma upon two generations of my offspring. And, like, you guys are paying the penalty for my trauma. But, like, again, my trauma's valid. 
Like, right, my right. trauma was valid as fuck. <laughs> but, like... But I don't know how to not pass that on. Like, how do we get... You know, like, we're not in that environment anymore. Mm-hmm. So, like, for you guys to prosper in this environment... Maybe we need to let that go. But like Right. How how do we how do we say like that's no longer helpful? Yeah, it is, you know, is is it's hard. It's hard. <laughs> like this is a big lift for a kid's fucking movie. Right, like let's talk about generational trauma and when coping mechanisms are no longer helpful. <laughs> With a musical number. With a musical! Wow. Again, Lynn. <laughs> what? You were doing so many things. What the fuck? I'm so <laughs> impressed by this movie. My wife is literally crying right now. It's okay. Are you okay? I'm okay. Are you just like having your own little moment? Do we need to, after this talks, we'll debrief what's happening with you. But like it is it's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot of stuff. And as it's as she's kind of figuring out like what's going on, she's like, I guess I need to remember what this miracle's for. Like this miracle's not for our family. It doesn't make our family special. It makes our family the helpers. It makes our family the hope of this community and like this encanto that we have. So like like we need to focus back on that and maybe that's what you're here for like you don't have powers but maybe that's your power and it's like wow like this is a real powerful moment in a movie and um then they see the yellow butterfly right and they reconcile and they were like let's go back to the house well this yeah and like well the yellow butterfly they go to the yellow butterfly and then there's like a swarm of yellow butterflies that's like Again, it's the come out of your chrysalis, lose the hard armor, and you can fly. Like, kind of metaphor, I think, is what they're really shooting for in this moment. And they're like, all right, let's go back to the house and figure out what we can do. Like, I don't know what we can do, but, like, let's see. Like, maybe we don't need the powers anymore. Maybe that's the lesson here. I don't know. Like, we got to go back. And so they go back, and as they're about to leave... Bruno right <laughs> on a horse and he's Re- like it's not her fault <laughs> he, he is ready to throw down for Maribel like he is ready to go to town on Abuela and and Abuela just sees him and just gives him this big old hug is like I'm sorry and he's like wait did I did I fucking miss something like, right what the hell? am I hugging the wrong random old woman like I don't understand yeah and so they all ride back to the ha- town to the ruined house and um, there's a whole, like, reunion scene, and everybody's glad to see Maribel. Like, I'm glad you're okay. I'm glad you're back with this. Like, we're a family. We'll figure this out. Like, it's just a house. There was just some amazing magical powers that, like, changed <laughs> right. the fabric it's of reality. Just, it's just a magical house. It's an NBD. <laughs> no big deal. Just <laughs> let, it, let it roll. And so they just, and as they're kind of like, kind of coming together as a family and having a hug moment, the whole fucking village rolls up and is like, we brought tools. Like, let's, let's rebuild rebuild your house without magic. So they rebuild the house almost. I mean, obviously they can't do the rooms that are bigger on the inside. Right, right. But they rebuild the house as best they can without magic. And it's standing there and they're like, there's only one thing left. 
A doorknob. A doorknob. And the doorknob has, like, they hand Maribel the doorknob, and it's got an M. Mm-hmm. The important thing is all the doorknobs to all the, like, individual rooms have, have their initial. Yeah. Well, they have their, no, they have the first name initials. Oh, they have a first name initial? Yeah, they have the first name initials for everybody. Mm-hmm. And so hers had an M on it, but this has an M on it for Madrigal, probably. But also. Maribel. For Maribel. And so she walks up with this doorknob and puts it in. And as she turns the doorknob, like, the magic glow radiates. Sparkles. Yeah, and our, like, middle child was very mad about the reintroduction of magic. And was like, they learned fucking nothing. They didn't learn anything. <laughs> they were like, oh, you're, you're, you're special even without your magic. Oh, never mind. But so, also, here's magic. <laughs> yeah. And so, um, they, re- like... They open the door, the, the house glows, all everybody's magic powers come back. Right, they all have their magical rooms back. All the doors are back and glowing, but they're even sparklier. So they have been going with like a yellow magic, but now they're like all like they're like white, and pinks and white, white magic. Yeah. yeah, it's really cool. Uh, and uh, there's a happy little song montage about Columbia as the credits roll. Yeah, and that's the end of the movie. And they live happily ever after in their Maybe. magical house. I wish we could have seen uh, Maribel's room. I do too. Like, like I hope she had a room. So, here's so my theory. theory time. And I think you and I are probably on this. Okay. So, um, one of the gifts granted by the magic is not immortality. Right. So, Granny, she's on her way out. I don't think anyone has immortality. No, no. I, I think that's the point. Like, you're not immortal. Like, mm-hmm. that's just the point of it. Um, Granny is not magical. Right. She doesn't have a magical Abuela's gift. not. She just had magical children. Right. And, and so, a magical house. Right. And so somebody is needed to be the new matriarch. Right. Both her and... Uh, Maribel can communicate with the house, but I don't think anyone else can communicate with the house. I don't think so. I don't think you see that. Right. So really what we're setting up is not that Maribel is magical, but that Maribel is the new Abuela. Yes. I agree. I agree. A hundred percent. I think I think that's what we're setting up. And I also, I mean, this tracks with my experience. <laughs> in that no, not that I'm magical, or I have magical, but, like, the people who are the closest in purpose and in aim tend mm-hmm. to fight the most. Yes. Like... Yes, the people whose personalities are very on track tend to butthead the most. I agree. Yeah. And so, like, for Abuela and for Maribel, because Maribel... If you look at the movie, she is the one who's managing the family and encouraging the family and bringing the family together and helping everybody in the movie. Like, that's really kind of what Abuela's job was. But, mm, like, wasn't is. Wasn't is. But, like, maybe Abuela sort of sensed that threat to her structure and was like, oh, Maribel's doing something. Like, she's doing my thing her way. And I don't, like, I don't like, how, like, she's undermining my authority or she's, you know, corrupting mm-hmm. what I'm trying to do here. Yes. She, which ultimately, that's her calling. That's yes. what she's supposed to do. Yeah, I feel like uh, Mara, 
Maribel didn't get a gift because Abuela doesn't have a gift. Like, and because your gift is to be the matriarch of this crazy magical family in this crazy magical house. Like, you're supposed to have a foot in both sides. Right, you're supposed to have a foot in both sides. Because if you're fully magical, you don't completely understand the plight of the the common man and the villagers. And, like, you can't always push people to use their gifts to bless those, you know, who are around them. It's the Professor X problem, too. It is the Professor X problem. Like, <laughs> Professor X, because he's a mutant, mm-hmm. struggles to, you know, he's got these psychic powers that he can bring to bear. And, like, he sees his world through the tools he has. But then you have, like, a Nick Fury who is not superpowered at all. Zero superpower. Which then allows but him to 100% look, badass. Yeah, but he allows him to look at the people around him and be like, you're good at this. I recognize your skill there. I recognize not only are you really good and strong, but you're a brilliant tactician. Not our, like, you have a really strong moral center, and also you're the god of thunder. Right. Like, and also. Like, you know, to recognize more than just the power that you have. Right, to put together a great team and staff toward his weaknesses. Exactly. Exactly. And that, I think, is going to be, she's going to, Maribel's going to be the next Nick Fury. <laughs> is that where we're going to leave this? That Maribel is the next Nick Fury? Well, we t- typically do, what did you learn in this movie? <laughs> what did you learn? Um, maybe the magic is the family we made along the way. Oh my god! Maybe the magic is the family we made along the way. Um, Lin-Manuel Miranda will continue to make real fucking catchy songs. Yes, absolutely. And I'm, Forever. I'm mad at him, but I'm not mad at him. Right. Sorry, not sorry. Yeah. I mean, like, keep doing it. Like, if you can give me Hamilton tickets for, like, like, <laughs> we'll call it even. A hundred percent. I'll call it even if you give me Hamilton tickets. That's all I need. Right, right. Um, did we learn anything else? Sometimes it's hard to be um, the gifted kid with lots of expectations. And sometimes it's hard to be the not gifted kids with no expectations. And both paths are hard and shitty. Yeah. As a former gifted kid, I can speak to one of those. I mean, do I have, like, stickers from the ninth? 1990s where I was like can't use this sticker because then it'll be gone forever so much anxiety thanks yeah um yes I do <laughs> sounds like a very specific thing yes but yes. Uh, I don't know like I do I struggle with doing anything because I can't do it perfect the first time yes yes, yes. I do I do I struggle with that because you know yeah that's my life. I don't know, but like at the same time, like I don't have the other's perspective of like when nobody right. expects anything. Both, both things are shitty. Yeah. The answer is both things are shitty. It and is. family dynamics fucking suck. Yes. Put that on a t-shirt. <laughs> I want a t-shirt that says like New Year, new notebook, same me. Yes. New planner. <laughs> new planner, same me. Turns out 
arbitrary turning of a calendar <laughs> did not improve Do, my does not change life. me as a person deep down yeah turns out you can't just turn off anxiety <laughs> if you have figured out how to do that dear listeners please please reach out to me i think I it's am called prozac be interested <laughs> i think that's the magical word and on that note, please pay responsibly. Please pay responsibly. <laughs>